This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. I don't like this place. Alive. It's alive. It's alive. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have seized control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Tangent alert! For Sunday, I believe the 17th of July, 2011, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I'm Iolite. Yeah, and that's it, because we really have no bleeping idea where the rest of our co-hosts are. However, <laughs> we do have a room full of students staring at us while we put on this greatly reduced-sized uh, light version of Casually Hardcore. I'm feeling oddly on display today. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Wish I'd actually done my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you originally weren't even going to be here nope, until nope. nobody else showed up. Oh, oh, yes, yes. And Arch Nemesis is right here. She's awake, and she is ready to make mischief. That's like yes, that. and heading for the microphone stand. Give, me that, give me that microphone. I will make it mine. Yes, yes, she wants it. She, so, says, she says, it's mine. I'm going to eat it. Joining us as observers and probably a little later in the show as participants are three of my students from my podcasting class at UAT. We have Abaya, Simone, and Chris. Chris, who some of you may have heard from a few weeks ago during one of our hiatus shows, where he and I did a little uh, off-the-cuff fill-in show, um, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, two or three weeks ago. So, it's most especially if uh, any of our co-hosts fail to show up uh, for the next segment, they'll be joining us on the air live, because, well, sometimes you just have to jam. As usual, if you are listening live, <laughs> what? Nothing. So <laughs> you just have to jam. <laughs> Who are you? You never know when you may have to jam. Uh, Do you know where the reference is from, though? I knew you'd give me one at least this weekend that uh-huh. I was familiar, but I couldn't actually name. So the answer is no, I don't. The Breakfast Club. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Ali yeah. Shuddy's character, I believe. But I digress. If you're joining us live, and you should be, Please join us in Internet Relay Chat by coming to vtwproductions.com and clicking on the chat button at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, join the video wall by choosing chat and video. If you just want to be in the text chat, simply choose chat. Once you are there, you will find our producer lurking, the amazing, the incredible, yes, the Barry Von Austin. And his beard, Reginald. And his beard, Reginald Tippensworth the III, third. Esquire. Yep. Yes. Yes, Barry and his beard, Reginald. And if you've seen him on the video wall, you know what we're talking about. Speaking of the beard, by the way, if you follow us on Twitter, and you should, you will already know about the incredible mock-up of the Casually Hardcore logo that Majif did with a beard. Not merely a beard, but an epic beard. Check it out on the forums at btwproductions.com under the Casually Hardcore heading. And it's, the thread is titled Beardy CH. Thank you, Majeev. It was freaking awesome. Since this is radio, we can't really show you, but you can go find it for yourself because that's how you roll. 
If you want to interact with the hosts, please do not send us personal messages in IRC during the show. You don't will pee submit. on the hosts? Don't pee on the hosts. No. Yes. No, don't PM the hosts. Oh, I always get that wrong. You think? Whatever was your first clue. If you want to bring something to our attention, please send a personal message to the aforementioned Barry And he will bring it to our attention. If you want to interact with the show and you're listening via podcast, please send your emails to ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. Dot com. We welcome your input through whatever means you choose. We're on the Facebook. We're on the Twitter. We're on the forums. Yes, the, the, the. Hi, honey. How are you? I am um, unexpectedly on the air. Yes, and and playing a little bit with uh, with Arch Nemesis here, who really, really, really wants all of the electronics near her now. Because that's, um, I mean, she, <laughs> you saw, you saw how she sat there quietly, until, peacefully, until kind of the eyeballing air. the strangers in the room, saying, "What's going on here, mom?" And then the little gland in the back of her head went off. Oh, it's showtime! I must now act out. Woohoo! Go for it! Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, um, anything new and exciting this week? Well, we did actually, I mean, being the uh, parents raising children, a very amazing thing did happen on Friday. We saw a major movie on opening day and all we had to do was blow off work to do it. Yeah. (laughs) I did not blow off work. I I worked later. (laughs) I did. I worked later too. Yes. (laughs) We made up the hours. (laughs) Alexa just ripped my headphones off, so there Amazing we go into the works. great adventure. Um, yeah, we managed to see Harry Potter. Um, we're not going to spoiler. The, there are the no whole spoilers. Thing. The book came out. I how many know, years but ago? the difference—the difference—the adaptation between the book and the movie—that's really the the Spoiler spoilers. Alert. The movie is different from the book. Yes, a lot. It can't. That's the only spoiler. I'm movies giving. are always a lot different from the book because a book is a book. And a movie is a movie. Thank you for giving me my headphones back, Alexa. People insist on comparing them, but you, I, I, except for subtitles in foreign films, I've never read a movie, and I've never watched a book. But I guess technically on your Kindle, you might be watching. Now it's still reading. Still reading, yep. So Kindle, yeah. iPad, whatever. Apples, oranges, coo, coo. <laughs> this is not going to work I very think well. I it, it may be time to select. <laughs> I mean, we have, we have, the, we have the classic child interrupt us dropping which goes like this yes that's really nemesis's dropping. right there's originally nemesis so when we, when he was a little older than this and we were just starting this endeavor uh we need to, to i think finally you know, choose one for arch nemesis way to go a-hole i've released no, her into the wild no. we'll see what happens how about this oh they took my freaking kidney no, 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 that's not going to work. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, you like that one, do you? A little bit. Whatever was your first, uh... That makes me a sad panda. Mm. Eh, not so much. Can I make a suggestion that doesn't involve violence? Or is this the wrong crowd? Nah, not when talking about an infant. No, actually, she's definitely a toddler now. Yes, yes. We are working on uh, walking with her. Yeah. Why we're encouraging that, I don't know. Pretty substantial. Because down that road lies madness. What? And mayhem. What? I don't understand. Don't you remember what happened when the last one learned to walk? 
Yeah, I'm less worried about this you one than I was about the last one. You have a house. Right, but the last one, you know, the funny part about the last one is that we were kind of afraid he would kill himself. Yeah. Uh, I'm less worried about this We've one. We've learned just how hard they are to kill. Yeah, yeah. Kids are hard and to I kill. And I think I have found our nemesis is dropping. <gasps> I might be dangerous! Maybe. At this point, at yeah, least, anyway. Yeah, she's definitely, she's definitely come, got that. She's in the biting phase. I just want everyone to know. Like I, said, I might case, be dangerous. In, in case you haven't recently been bitten by a small human being, it hurts. I'm no doctor, but that sounds painful. Yeah, yeah. She took a chunk out of my shoulder yesterday. Like, holy moly. So we could combine some here. Good news, everyone. I might be dangerous. Hey. There you go. But I oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we snuck out. Uh, we saw Harry Potter. We, um, let's see what else. We, I tried to get on the forums of uh, the Star Wars forums and found my name was already taken uh-huh. and, and mourned deeply that it was unavailable to me on the forums over there. So You just want to get in the beta. I do. Who doesn't? I do. That would be very cool. Our day um, will come. And... Uh, Worked a little bit more on walking with the girl and and uh, got a couple of cool phone calls this week. That and, felt yeah. good. Yeah, it was fun stuff. Now I just need to actually get. Oh, and then. She oh, fell. that's going to be a big one. Yeah. So for those of you who have been following the saga that uh, has been the Harry Potter movie franchise. The four or five billion dollar juggernaut that it has become. But that's the almost the entire franchise. That's books and movies, but it's not. Um, no, I mean, the, the, just just the movie wing has got four or five billion dollars under its belt. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Consi- I didn't know about that. Consider that a single, I mean, Deathly Hallows sold 11 million hard copies in its first 24 hours. Mm. Remember how much mm-hmm. and how much does the hardcover version cost? Right. 30, 40 it was bucks? 35 bucks, I think. Yeah, no, the book empire is, is more. And, and remember, they just got around to releasing ebook editions of the entire Harry Potter series. Harry Potter? Harry, Potty? Harry Potter series this month. I, I'm confused. So they've absolutely. Uh, milked the living heck. It was kind of like the, the the last big gasp of the dead tree print inter- industry. Yeah, yeah. Because then came Amazon and the right way to read. Well, you know what was really funny about it? I was just thinking the other day that I, I actually am going to have to repurchase the entire Harry Potter series. In electronic format. In Kindle format, yeah. In if we, electronic if we format. If we have to share it with our children, which we very likely will. Yep. And I'm getting ready to pass my Kindle on now that I've got the iPad too. I'm getting ready to pass my Kindle on to my eight-year-old, so he can work on reading. Yes, and that is an area of particular challenge for him. So if we can get him interested in reading by it coming from a cool gadget, and it having games on it as well. Yeah, well, he found he always finds that first. It's just yes, that, it's that gland again where he just mm-hmm. goes for the bit that will help him the least and annoy oh. us the most. Oh, no, wait. The part that's going to have to happen is we're going to have to figure out how to disconnect that Kindle from auto purchase option. <laughs> option. <laughs> you think? Because I think he's going to end up on Amazon and we're going to have like, how did our checking account get to be so low? Get to be <laughs> empty. empty and in the negative. Now we own 300 copies of title number five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, 
be afraid. Be very right. afraid. Because uh, Nemesis is is not afraid of electronics in any way, shape, or form. Oh God, no! He's a, he's a total native. Um, uh, nor is he like afraid of hardware hacking. Um, I mean, we can we can remember him calling Afghanistan at the age of two. We're probably still on a government watch list. Yeah. 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 It's. Uh, there are those moments where child rearing is such a great adventure. Yep, As Boba Fetish and everybody else who has kids can kind of remember. To. Yeah. Yeesh. All right. So maybe it's not Boba; it's Nuj. Nuj Kildare. Yeah. Although Boba may have kids, I don't know. Ooh, here's see see our producer, the Aww. amazing, the incredible, the Barry Bond Awesome, who's dropping. I need to locate because he deserves it. And what? has brought me information about a decade of Harry Potter earnings. Because that's what producers do for you. Except for now, BuzzFeed.com, where it comes from, is taking for freaking ever to load. I hate you, BuzzFeed. I hate you. I curse you because you make for dead air. Okay, here we go. Let's dead see air. here. Highest grossing films. Oh, my goodness. Let's Arch. see here. Arch really? Give me some summary totals here. Uh, not useful. It's a meaningless, uh, very poorly uh, designed line graph that doesn't tell me anything that I can quickly use on the air. So we're just going to move on. And we're going to move actually to the point where we call a halt to the show, this segment, a little early. So we can reconfigure to include the students and jettison one arch nemesis. Ow. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> that's why. Because then there was blood. <laughs> Mine, not hers. Yes. <laughs> Because, well, I mean, that's what parents do. So, uh, yeah, there is that thing in the place with the guy. I'd never been to Belize. Never have never indeed been to Belize. Give me a moment here. To... What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, let's see. Boba Fetish says, I don't have kids, but I've helped my roommates, three kids over the last 20 years. He says, close enough. <laughs> well, let's see, Boba Fetish. Have you, have you gotten your baby schmutz pretty much every morning? So you go to work and you look at your shoulder and go, oh, look, I have baby saliva or vomit or other well, detritus I mean, on my clothing as I ride The fact that work. you still notice it means yeah. that you're near children but don't have them. When you, don't, yeah. when you have them, you don't even notice anymore because oh, it's a constant I notice, companion. I notice, particularly when I'm going into important meetings and I look, look over myself, check out one last time and go, oh, great. Next baby week. schmutz. All right, so you are listening to a very disjointed episode of Casually Hardcore Live on Amen. Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you have a moment, please come to the website and come to the Casually Hardcore section. On the right-hand side, near the top, you will see the audience survey. Please give us some of your time and answers. This will allow us, hopefully, to get connected with advertisers who are interested in giving us money to stick their ads in our shows and enabling us to go do things like, oh, I don't know, Wootstock later this week. And when we return, I will talk more about the upcoming Wootstock coverage. Oh, yeah. We'll be back right after a little uh, Game, of, Game of Thrones action, theme music-wise, and this week's episode of Northrend News from Amelia over Bay Day. We'll be back. Goo, 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 right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. 
Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. Exclusively on Casually Hardcore on VTWProductions.com. In today's top story, all of Azeroth is buzzing about a new art installation in Booty Bay. The aptly named Show the Loot exhibit is turning heads and furrowing brows for its uncompromising display of some of the world's most notable figureheads wearing little else than their birthday suits. The brainchild of master engineer and artist Gazel Toobrush, Show the Loot was originally scheduled to premiere in Dalaran. But just two days before the exhibit opened for the public, the entire collection was removed for censoring by agents of the Kirin Tor. Mr. Toobrush himself was exiled from the city when he attempted to make a formal complaint by painting a lifelike and noticeably unrobed image of Archmage Ronin on the wall of the Violet Citadel. It's not trash, it's odd! I'm only painting what my public asks me to. I'm fighting back against the consumerism and horror vacui that pervades our loot-driven adventure in society. Mr. Toobrush says, in defense of the art which has gotten him onto the cover of such notable publications as Rolling Orc, Play Goblin, and the new Gnomerganner. 
While many critics decry his work as pretentious or tasteless, he says his art is about far more than making headlines. Remember when adventuring was about more than who got the highest role on the shiny helmet, or who went home with that leet longsword? My art speaks to the basic nature in all of us and teaches us that you don't have to be decked out in blues and purples to be epic. Show the Loot is Mr. Two Brush's largest show to date and comprises what the artist has cryptically called his attempt to show the world of Warcraft as it really is, without embellishment or fanfare. While detractors have called that an impossible task, Two Brush remains confident in his ability to portray his subjects honestly. He has already begun work on the second installment of his project, a mixed media attempt to understand the inner compulsions of trade chat trolls. Thus far, a number of Azeroth's faction leaders have signed on to show the loot, including Bane Bloodhoof, Taronda Whisperwind, and gallery fan favorite Jaina Proudmore. Backed by Steamweedle Cartel investors, the installation was inducted into the Booty Bay Permanent Collection by Baron Revelgaz at a ribbon-cutting ceremony this morning. While the ceremony was only sparsely attended by Horde and Alliance functionaries, a delegation from Gilneas turned up in full force to celebrate the hanging of Gen Greymane's portrait in Pride of Place in the gallery's central hall. We've got great hopes for the new installation. It shows Mr. Greymane in a much more natural manner than ever before, Governor. It makes the ladies owl. Says Harmon Longclaw, arts editor for the Full Moon Times. Critics be hanged. This is one show that's going to the dogs, and we like it that way. If your travels find you near Stranglethorn Vale this weekend, be sure to stop by the Salty Sailor Tavern to join in the gallery opening, or to have your portrait taken with the artist. But remember, unlike Show the Loot, clothes are required to attend. For today's top stories from all corners of Azeroth, this is Northrend News. Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues as my student demonstrates his ability to adjust his microphone after we're back on the air. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> this is why they're called students, people. <laughs> This is Casually Hardcore in its new and improved form, at least today. I am now joined by Simone. Hello. Abaya. What's up? And Chris. Hello, everyone. Can you tell which of the three are more confident in front of a microphone? Hello. <laughs> Simone, today we're going to talk about projecting. All right. That's fine. All right. Okay. See, now <laughs> they can hear the sultry sound of your voice. Oh, okay. See, you got to work on that. You got you got an IRC room here full of nerds, of people listening to the show live, and they want to hear what you have to say. And now she's doing a genuine, unfaked facepalm <laughs> at this point. Remember, you signed up for this class voluntarily. So, we have a very rich research thread this week, which we are going to plumb the depths of together because there's a lot of things here that I think you guys, as college students at a technical university, such as UAT is, uh, these are right up your alley. So first, let us thank the people who have contributed to this week's thread, which in this case are Fangs and Deus Ex basically checking in to say, hi, I'm not going to help much this week, but I do have a little bit of stuff to put in here. The previously mentioned Barry VA, yes, the Barry Von Awesome. Fangs again, and yeah, lots and lots of fangs this week. So thank you, fangs, for making our research thread fat and happy. 
So, to begin, we have a link here, and Barry VA will share this with the class in IRC, and we will also include these links in the show notes for those of you listening by podcast. From Kotaku.com, man deploys Madden defense to beat murder rap. A man on trial in North Carolina for killing his pregnant fiance says he could not have been the killer, and he's using a screen capture from the game Madden NFL as his alibi. Michael Mead, accused of killing Lucy Johnson, 31, in 2008, showed a screenshot from the gaming system to a private investigator hired about four months after Johnson was slain in her home. At the time, police had yet to make an arrest. What it sounds like is a timestamp from a multiplayer game. Prosecutors cross-examined the investigator as to its veracity, but the more exculpatory piece of electronic evidence sounds like cell phone records. Cops tracked his phone's activity and found that he left Johnson's house about four hours before the killing and didn't return to it until nine hours later the next day. So, using a screen cap from a multiplayer game to say, well, I couldn't possibly have been killing because I was obviously online playing Madden NFL. Yes, I I don't think that one's going to really hold up too well. You think? Yeah. I mean, unless he has a video of him playing that game at, at that, that exact, time. Exactly. He has no chance. That's I mean, so anyone simple. can play that game on his account. Exactly. And then, first of all, why are you taking screenshots of games that were months old? I mean, you're talking exactly. four months later and you have a screenshot I randomly screen of the day me. that you killed your wife? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone takes screenshots every day. Of and course. Just, just just to make sure they have receipts. You know, you got to have your receipts. I think they're really counting on the judge and the jury being really out of touch and not understanding how easily to f- it would be to fake such things as this. And But, I mean, this is the same country that brought you the Twinkie defense. Are you guys familiar with the Twinkie defense? No, I'm not. No. No. This guy who claimed he went on a psychotic rage because he ate so much artificial sweetener and Twinkies that it drove him physiologically insane for a short period of time. Nice. Now I've got to try that. Good uh, luck with that. Um, yeah, that's, that's the Twinkie defense. And I believe they enjoyed some success with that because... Our legal system, in many ways, is broken, so why the hell wouldn't they try the screen cap defense? Because, oh, yeah. well, the Twinkie defense worked. Well, what, what all is shown in the screen cap? Just him being online, or? One would assume. Okay. Just then... that his account was online and he was playing Madden at this particular time. Yeah, then that's not going to hold Apparently, I missed uh, other contributors to the thread this week were Boba Fetish and Aid. So, thank you, guys. Yeah, that's... Uh, be afraid, be very afraid. So, in the surprise to no one category, uh, apparently the arrival of Star Wars The Old Republic Online actually played a role in the decision to close down Star Wars Galaxies this December. Go figure. Oh my god, I'm so shocked. <laughs> this this is news? You're going to take down your old game because you made a new game? Is that how that works? Well, I mean, there are different companies involved because uh, Galaxies is a Sony Online Entertainment property and uh, Bioware is... Well, maybe they figure they're not going to get much, you know... People move, so if yeah. you have a new game, they're going to move to... Especially if the game is better than the, oh, the, yeah. current, the horrible cesspit that Galaxies became. Yeah. yeah. But from rockpapershotgun.com, one of my favorite named uh, websites of all time, there's been a fair bit of grumbling and grief about the upcoming closure of older MMO Star Wars Galaxies, 
with some players reckoning the decision makes no sense and wasn't necessary. I should probably insert some sort of Star Wars quote here, but I'm a 32-year-old man. Can I stop doing that now? There's a petition against the closure, of course. There's always a petition. Whether 3,000 signatures are enough to change Sony Online Entertainment's mind seems unlikely, especially given that SOE boss John Smedley, and I'm just I'm so glad that Smedley is still in charge over at Sony just because I get to say John Smedley. <laughs> Medley, what a wonderful name Thank you John for having the name Smedley Has shown a little more light On just why Galaxies was fed Into the Sarlacc pit Clarified Was the Star Wars license Rented from LucasArts Which expires next year Had that not happened Galaxies might have hung around That's the problem with licenses They end, Smedley said at an event uh, attended by the escapist. We're going to continue to do some licensed work, but we're largely going to stick to original work because then we won't have this issue. We'll never have this problem with EverQuest. So basically, when they licensed the Star Wars universe from LucasArts back in the day, there was an expiry date, uh, apparently 2012. And it looks like LucasArts is not interested in uh, extending a renewal to them because, well, they had this shiny new toy over here in the form of the Old Republic. So, from a business standpoint, that makes a heck of a lot of sense, where why why create this competition when you can just say, all you Star Wars fans, come to the good Star Wars game. Only go one behind. Well, the, the, we've touched on this before on the show, is part of the problem is they, they tried to set galaxies you know, in the timeline during which the movies exist. And there's that's sharply limits your storytelling options, at least from, from the grand scheme of things, because you're in the middle of stuff that has already happened in canon and is going to happen in canon. So from a player's standpoint, you, know, you can't really feel that big a part of the story because... It's already preset. It's, yeah, and so instead we go thousands of years in the past where all we know is that there's lots of Jedi and lots of Sith and lots of interesting things happened back there and go. As long as you don't nuke the entire galaxy then the movie's timeline is safe, distant future. So we'll see if Gallag- or if uh, Old Republic turns out to be all that and a bag of chips as they have been promising. All indications are positive. I have a great deal of trust in Bioware because they have repeatedly delivered in the past. Never an MMO before, but here's hoping that those you know the, the design options that make their... RPGs so compelling can translate into an MMO RPG. Yep, I think also uh, with the Galaxy people, it's a dog. With the Galaxy people, you could uh, easily uh, do some kind of discount or something like that. If you had an account for over a year, then you know just give them a discount or give them some free stuff when they go to uh, the new game would solve a lot of those problems. The right problem there. is they're they are literally different companies. Yeah, and yeah, the, and then with the whole license ending they will have to you know pay for getting mm-hmm. a whole nother license not to mention the cost of keeping the servers up i'm not sure sony online entertainment is going to turn their customer records over to bioware yeah, to i guess say, so here here's all here's a lot of demographic information that would, would cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to get yourself yeah. have fun thank <laughs> you for shutting down our game <laughs> so yeah we shall see now here's one i didn't read ahead of time but the title looks interesting from joystick.com Blizzard to talk licensing at San Diego Comic-Con. This coming week is the glorious entertainment expo of the gods known as, uh, we, we laughingly call the San Diego 
comic convention because it's less and less about comics and more and more about the kinds of entertainment that has since grown out of the comic industry. Though they're, they're making noise this year about bringing it back around to more of a comic focus. We'll see. But Blizzard Entertainment is going to be there. And from the article, Blizzard tends to keep to its own convention for most of the year, also known as BlizzCon. Hey, you may have heard of it somewhere. Rather than taking part in other major conventions like E3, but it's breaking form with product reveals and licensing discussion this coming week at San Diego Comic-Con. Blizzard's Chris Metzen and his beard, Chet, <laughs> will discuss, uh, let's see, and the shattering author, Christy Golden, Cryptozoic Entertainment President Corey Jones, and others will be present for a panel on Thursday, July 21st. That is, if you're already lucky enough to be going to the Comic-Con, say hi to Christy for me. Here's the full description. Blizzard Entertainment creative and licensed partners unveil and discuss World of Warcraft, Diablo, and StarCraft-inspired products in intense week Chris Metzen... Nick Carpenter, Christy Golden, Hank Canals, interesting name, Sean Gailey, and Corey Jones. So they're going to be announcing some products and discussing the licensing process. Interesting. Um, and they usually, that, that, is, that is a break in form ever since Blizzard invented BlizzCon. And they've realized, wow, that's, you know, we can just get the media to come to us. Why should we... F- pony up money to go attend somebody else's media extravaganza. We'll just buy our own each year. And But they're apparently are doing the in-road thing at Comic-Con. Maybe that signals an end to BlizzCon, even though they are still having one this year. Or they're just saying, hey, we have more money than God. Let's just do them all. That or they're trying to promote to a wider audience. You yeah, only go marketing. to BlitzCon if you like Blizzard already. They've already got you as a customer. Exactly, to... exactly. But Comic-Con has everyone that from a large genre of gamers and just comic book fans. And I bet they're trying to come out with something new that's maybe a ripoff of something Marvel-based or some kind of ripoff of superheroes or something. So they're trying to get to a larger audience. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're great hidden unannounced MMO. I'm hoping we get some kind of word on that at BlizzCon this year. I mean, usually Blizzard has something to announce. No, last year they really, they really didn't. Um, but before that, they had always had something big to roll out when they would have a BlizzCon. Now they just seem to be having them for the sake of it. But I'm curious to see you know, what property they have developed for this new MMO and whether it's sci-fi, fantasy, something new... No one really knows. Nope, just new Warcraft DLC. <laughs> That's an awful small thing to keep hidden for this many years. More DLC for Warcraft How about the 3. end of it? The rest of... Or, oh, just something to tell the end of the story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just, Finish just it. shoot this cash cow in the head. Exactly. You uh-huh. Know. Yeah, you're going to go far in business, Chris, I can tell. <laughs> All right, from... Let's see, blogs.agc.com slash, oh, this is a blog called News to Me. Jobless Man Offers Hunters Human Prey. Ah, yes, we looked at this one earlier today. Yes, we did. This one is awesome. I'm about to email this guy. Utah Man will allow you to hunt him for $10,000. If you give him $2,000 extra, he will be nude. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And... Discuss. Yes, this is awesome. I am about to email him and start hunting this man. Of course, I'm going for the full twelve thousand dollar package, though. You know, maybe if I give him extra five hundred, you think he will constantly scream? (laughs) (laughs) 
and can you film the experience? Exactly. <laughs> and, and can I hire someone else to film it for me? Mm-hmm. Also, uh, can we shoot them with real bullets? Ah, I, see, wanted, I wanted to know about that. We were trying to read here. this earlier and find if we could actually get them with real one bullets. One would assume not, but let's see here. Yes, one would assume not. I but see what especially this guy looks for like. only ten grand. I mean, it's tough finding really a job. That, it's tough finding even an odd job these days. That's why Utah area, Utah area resident Mork, yes, Mork Encino, who swears that is his real name, created the oddest job for himself. Encino, age 28, on his website advertises he'll be human prey for marksmen with $10,000 to spare. It'll cost you an extra two grand to hunt him in the nude. See, that's not clear there, whether you're supposed to be nude or he's supposed to be nude. <laughs> because if I'm hunting in the nude, I'm the naked one, not the prey. So be careful what you pay for. Exactly. Just carefully worded. It says, thank you for the extra two grand. Now take your clothes off. What? Read what you just signed. I think the real question is, once this goes to court after you killed a guy, can you show him the contract and go, see, I paid ten grand for this. Now can I leave? For the- should not be tried for first-degree murder. Yeah. yeah. This is ridiculous. He says he's generally unskilled and hasn't had a job in years. In the past, he's worked in construction, landscaping, and cleaned out storage sheds. His greatest skill may be self-promotion. He's appeared on radio programs and has been written up by quite a few websites. And now he's on our radio show, so I'd say props to him for being able to self-promote. And the last line in this article, this blog post is, let's hope he makes a killing. <laughs> oh, God. What, what he did there, I see. Do you, do you <laughs> yes, see? Yes, it's bad. Oh, it's <laughs> bad so pun is bad. Be afraid. Be very afraid. All right. Well, I remember the last time I was here, we talked about Torchwood coming out. Yeah, I watched the first episode. Oh, last yeah. Night. You watched the first. Uh, you only watched the first one. You haven't seen two yet? Nope. Uh, I watched two last night. Oh, man. That was that now, was a good episode. For you, you great unwashed, you don't know what we're talking about. It's a, a television miniseries called uh, Torchwood Miracle Day. Torchwood yes. was a, a spin off program from, from the BBC Doctor Who series. Okay. They took some of the characters and they spun them off into... It's definitely a show for adults. It is a decidedly adult spin. It's extremely graphic. Uh, No shortage of sex, violence, um, end-of-the-world kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. This new one is no exception. Yeah, they're pulling no punches. This one is interesting in that it has migrated across the pond. and It's now a co-production between Stars Entertainment that runs the Stars Network and several cable channels and um, the BBC. BBC Wales, specifically, I think. So they are bringing it over here. It's mostly produced in America this go-round. And as from, from the one episode I've seen, apparently the two episodes you have seen so far, just as frickin' dark and evil as the most recent uh, goes most around. Most definitely. I mean, because the point of Miracle Day is that uh, death has stopped, in a sense. Yes. The whole, I mean, we're revealing no spoilers yes. at all because this was in the advertising campaign. What the whole premise of Miracle Day is, one day, every human, not everything, every human yes, stops sir. dying. Doesn't mean you can't get horribly injured. Oh, yeah. You just can't die. So they have the victim of who was wearing a suicide bomber's vest who blew himself up and then proceeded to not die. The bits of him that they had on the autopsy table were still kicking. Yes, and then there was a, um, what was he, a pedophile and a killer? That's the guy who started it all off. They had the actor. He was supposed to be executed that day. Actor Bill Pullman, who you may know from Spaceballs and Independence Day. He played the president in Independence Day. He's playing a pedophile rapist murderer 
who was being he's on the, the table getting his lethal injection and fails to die. So he's the high profile first one that people notice, hey, people have stopped dying. And from the previews, you, you, get, you begin to gather that he becomes kind of a cult leader style person. We'll see in, where that goes. In a goes. sense, yes. So that's, it's becoming more and more public that you know, this man is free by some legal loophole that kind of exists you, now you, because people can't die. I, you gave me my execution. Just because I survived it doesn't mean that sentence was not carried out. Now, in reality, and especially since this was set in a penitentiary in the South, Oh, hell no, they would never let him go. They would just All commute right. it to life sentence and leave him the hell in there. Actually, they wouldn't have told people that he survived. Yeah, they well, would have been like, have no, the whole no, witnesses there. Oh, yeah. But for the sake of the plot, yeah, he does the whole legal wrangling and says, you, you have to let me go. The sentence was carried out and whatever. It's because it looks like they're going to use him for some useful storytelling points later oh, on. Oh, yeah, there's definitely so, some storytelling with him. That's going to be a very interesting thing, a dilemma of that. Yeah, so this is a 10-episode miniseries. So we have many more weeks of fun to come. And one of the interesting things they've done is they've farmed out the writing of the episodes to lots of different high-profile writers. And the second episode focuses on how this affects the medical industry. Because what do you do as a medical doctor when people can't die anymore? Oh, yes. That was a very interesting thing. And that was written by one of the main writers from House MD. Nice. Oh, which you someone can who, tell who's, you... been, who's been living the medical industry for, God, how many seasons has House been on the air? Seven, seven, seven or seven, eight? Yeah. eight? Yeah. So she was a great choice to bring over and do this very healthcare-centric episode about, okay, everyone stops dying. Doesn't mean they don't get hurt and don't have horrible injuries and keep having heart attacks and strokes. They just can't die anymore. Yeah. And you've seen that one. I have not. Um, is, it, is it as good as it appeared to be in the previous? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially because, I mean, being as uh, she's the writer for House and House has taken awfully a dark turn. No, you really? You think? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And, I mean, no. this one this one definitely <laughs> uses her skills that she's uh, acquired from uh, House. And, I mean, it's definitely dark, but very well told. Yeah, I'm a little bummed for the the final season of House. The actress who plays Lisa Cuddy is not returning. Aw. Yeah, I was bummed. And so they were they have to rejigger their story arc entirely. How's that going to work? Exactly. Oh. They're like, ah. Oh, Dies in a car crash. Trap. Boom. It, it should definitely be written out because the actress has, has gone on to do other things. And you know, they, they did not get her under contract before they decided to do the next season. And that was a tactical error. Because he's like, um, no, I'm not going to be returning, so have fun writing me out because I'm gone. Whoops! Ouch. Yeah, which is a bummer because they had a fantastic dynamic between those characters. Especially, and, yeah. They're always kind of rooting for them and you work it out, work it out. Uh, not a chance in hell, but it's still fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, so nice tangent there. Damn. Yes, uh, if you're... Not watching Torchwood Miracle Day, and you have the slightest interest in real grown-up, uh, good sci-fi suspense action. Um, you should be watching this. Oh yes, still available on the iPlayer. If you're in the UK, get it now before it vanishes. Okay, where were we? We are here. That's the man. Man will hunt you. No, this is a fun one. An, an interesting question about who owns copyright on photographs when the photographs were taken by a monkey <laughs> the owner of the monkey <laughs> that's probably how it would be worked out 
This is uh, from Tech Dirt. This is titled, Monkeys Don't Do Fair Use. News agency tells Tech Dirt to remove photos. Remember our story last week discussing the copyright issues of monkeys taking photographs of themselves using a photographer's camera that they had left alone. The whole post was about whether or not anyone has a legitimate claim, copyright claim on the photos, noting that the photographer, David Slater, almost certainly did not have a claim, seeing as he did not take the photos and even admits the images were an accident from monkeys who found the camera, i.e. he has stated publicly that he did not set up the shot and let the monkeys take it. And yet... Carter's news agency has a copyright notice on two of the images, claiming to hold the rights to them. We doubted that the monkeys, who may have had the best claim to copyright on these photos, if there is one, had licensed the images. (laughs) And they go on to say that they got some, not actual DMCA takedown notices, but requests from the news agency saying, we would like you to take down these photos that you took from our site. And they countered with some emails saying, "Really? Are are you the rights holder? Do you represent the rights holder? This is not a, a form. This is not a properly formatted DMC ta- DMCA takedown notice because obviously you can't write one because you don't have the rights to this. So why are you even bothering? Are you acting on behalf of the monkeys? You're not allowed to request things on behalf of a rights holder. The rights holder has to request that we take these down. Why are you bothering? And it's a very interesting discussion of." How do you deal with copyright in, in, in a situation like this? Does it automatically become automatic fair use for anyone? Because the photographer owned the camera, and without the camera, the photographs oh, would never exist. Exactly. So never mind that he unintentionally left it unattended. It's still his property. It's still... And that's, I think, the argument that would probably win this one is, it was taken with my camera. It is therefore mine. Or at least I control the rights to this thing. The interesting thing is the actual photographer is not getting in the middle of this. It's the news agency that he works for that's throwing dirt around and trying to say, well, take him down. Why? Because we asked you to take him down. What legal right do you have to tell us to take it down? We would like you to take him down. It's a whole circular. They just don't understand. Well, you should be doing what we're telling you to do because we're the big company and and you're not and does not compute. (laughs) So yeah, that's an interesting. Where they they've deliberately kind of done some troll baiting um, on the on the news agency, saying, "What are you gonna do? Sue us?" And, right. and who cares? There are a couple of sh- shots of monkeys taken by monkeys. They're adorable, and they're obviously the monkeys are very full of themselves. <laughs> ah, picture of self, um, which was part of the point of the original article. But yeah, it's interesting that they actually got tried to get takedown notices put down against them because. I don't know why. Well, I'm sure they're probably trying to get uh, the money out of it because, I mean, monkeys taking pictures of other monkeys. Oh. That sounds like internet, like, sensation waiting to happen. You know, you put that onto YouTube or something, them photographing or them, like, a slideshow of it. I can has flung feces, what? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I think a lol monkey has got the same ring to it. (laughs) Lol primate? No, still not working for me. So, yeah, you never, but you never know when the next lolcat is going to come around. So <laughs> people have learned to cover their butts oh, yeah. or try to at least hook their talons oh, into something before it becomes a sensation. <laughs> all right, for all you 501st fans out there, Stormtrooper walks across Australia for charity in full armor. 
Now, I know a thing or two about the Australian Outback, and that is not a hospitable place. Yeah, hopefully he uh, upgraded for the uh, optional air, air conditioning, conditioning package. Yeah, hopefully he went for that one. Or he's going to be a dead stormtrooper on side of a road. Which, not something you normally see in Australia. Even, you know, Australia. Oh, it is Australia. Yeah, yeah. Australia, Australia, Australia. Amen. We love you. Amen. From the Huffington Post. Generally, the oncoming march of a stormtrooper does not portend well for children or in those in need of a helping hand. In Australia, though, where toilets flush counterclockwise and the sun is up when much of the rest of the world is sleeping, the march of this evil Empire foot soldier is an absolute blessing. Jacob French, member of the Terror Australia's Garrison of Vader's First, the 501st Legion of Stormtroopers, a worldwide group of enthusiasts who dress as the Star Wars characters for good causes, is marching 3,106 miles across the continent country from Perth to Sydney, in order to raise money for the Starlight Foundation, a charity for children with life-threatening diseases. French, a.k.a. TK6283, explained on the project's website, In October 2010, I participated in the Run Melb Half Marathon, 21 kilometers, in my Stormtrooper suit. The suit was restrictive and got, got quite hot while I was running, but the seed was planted for the, storm, for the Trooper Trek idea. I say good on you. Yes, good good for you, most definitely. I mean, it's for a decent cause. A great cause. I mean, a great cause, yeah. I don't really know what the Starlight Foundation is, but, I mean, it's a charity, so I'm... I believe I'm it is similar has... to Make-A-Wish, as I recall. Okay, well, in that case, good for him, then. I mean, I know Make-A-Wish is definitely a good organization. If that's, like, the Australian equivalent or something, that would be nice. I think Starlight Foundation is an international version. And there's links. Uh, Barry will link in the IRC and in the show notes uh, to his site where you can participate and donate to the cause for Trooper Trek 2011. <laughs> and hopefully some of that money will go towards buying him lots and lots of water. Oh, yeah. Here's a secret for you a from nice someone who lives in the freaking <laughs> desert here. Hydrate. For the love of God, hydrate. If you wait until you're Thursday, you have waited too long. And we do not want you to die, evil stormtrooper that you are. Yeah, because we're going to need to spend all that money he's making on saving his life, huh? Possibly. Possibly. He may become a recipient of his charity. <laughs> he's going to need an ice bath after that walk, though. You think? <sighs> Every night. <laughs> just, you know, the whole scene in the original Star Wars where they lower 3PO into the oil bath, just lower the stormtrooper into the ice bath. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Ooh, can you imagine if we did the whole trek without ever changing the armor? Oh. oh, that gives oh. a whole new meaning to the nerd funk idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bits of it might actually start dissolving. I think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? Did, did I melt your brain? That's disgusting. Thank you. <laughs> it's always good to have a woman on the show for moments like this. Uh. In fact, I haven't done enough drop-ins here. Let's find one here. Appropriate to... Here you go. No! Too much? Yes. Oh. Let me see if I can come up with something a little smaller, maybe. Night um, Elf more. No, not so much. <laughs> you have that one on on cue. Nice. Night Elf more. Yes. What's your point? <laughs> that is. A you got something against Mr. T? Yeah, that entire commercial series was pretty ridiculous. Well, yeah, but I mean. And then they added a grenade that made gay people mohawks. But of course. I almost started playing Warcraft because of that. <laughs> almost. Don't kid yourself there. You're a bit of a pussy. No offense. Yes. <laughs> what? Did I say that out loud? <laughs> this is where I teach my students about the drop-in panel. Oh, and yes. how it can be your friend. <laughs> what? 
Here we go. I'm gonna light you up, sweet cheeks. That's scary. You should be. <laughs> I got more. Oh God, have I got more? Uh, you've heard many of these already. I'm gonna repeat my hi. Oh, yeah. Ooh, good monkey! I've got a present for you. Um, and here is one that just describes my overuse of the drop-ins and what will happen because of it. I'm gonna go to hell when I die. I'm gonna go to hell when I die. And yeah. Thank you, Conan O'Brien. All right, we're coming up against our next break here, which I am, of course, not prepared for because it's been a bit of a weird day. But that's just how we are rolling today. You are listening to... Casually Hardcore live on Versus the World Productions, vtwproductions.com. Check us out on the web. Join the forum community. You will be glad that you did. Check the shows tab at the top of the page. See all the fine productions that we have, either produced by Versus the World or simulcasting with us. You will again be glad that you did. We'll be back right after this. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Somewhere in the darkness, there's a man they call the Skipper, fast asleep. Dreaming of gold.
darkness There's a man they call the skipper Fast asleep Dreaming of gold I am Gnomewise I am Gonora I am Iolite I am Daxa I am Grail And I am versus you I am versus you And I am versus you I am versus you And I'm versus you Casually Hardcore Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT. Only on VTWProductions.com. You have 937 messages, all of which are marked urgent. Hello, this is John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. And for some reason, my copy of Sam Broadcaster is playing things in random order. Oh, well. Stranger things have happened. So, we were discussing uh, ideas for the listener call-in segment of the show, which will be next half hour. But we'd like to give you some heads up so you can think about what uh, you'd like to say once you call in. When you do want to call in, you do need to have Skype installed on your computer. You can go to the front page of vtwproductions.com, and the right-hand side of the bottom is our Skype icon. You can simply click on that, and it will call in when we tell you to and not before. Or the Skype address to call is simply vtwshows. That's v-t-w-s-h-o-w-s via Skype. Next segment. So, things we thought, I mean, we uh, contemplated the idea of, you know, how much would you charge to be uh, hunted naked in the woods of Utah? Mm. Um, what did you think of the, uh, if you have seen, or about to see, or, or even care about the Harry Potter movie series? What do you think of the conclusion that they've crafted for the cinema? Possibly useless comparisons between books and movies versions of said things. Um, what else did you guys come up with other than naked guys in Utah, which Simone just would not stop talking about? Oh, I mean, come yeah. on, woman, oh, what yeah. is the deal here? It's it's naked guys. I, I love them all the time. I'll buy a your clothes on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what came over me. Uh, I, I think she's sitting to your right. <laughs> Into which I say, <laughs> I'm sorry, that wasn't good for radio, was it? Thumbs up does not translate. I've seen that one. Thumbs no. up does not translate. Just the damnedest thing. I should I should not be allowed on the radio. It's I, much less teach other people that this is the way you're supposed to do it. <laughs> There's something very wrong with that equation. But I digress. So if you wish to call in and participate in the final segment this week, uh, you have your choice of topics. We, you can discuss uh, what you would charge or what it would take to get you to allow yourself to be hunted uh, with or without clothing um, in or outside of Utah. Uh, and or the probably less shocking uh, discussion topic, the end of the mega series event uh, social juggernaut that is and was the Harry Potter universe in books and film. So that will be for next segment. Warm up your copies of Skype now. Now the other thing I was teaching them about was the fact that you do not look directly at the IRC during a show. Because that's a lot of awfully entertaining and fun people in there. And the problem is, when you're looking at, and I had to tell them our nickname for the IRC channel, which is The Black Void, it will seize your brain and suck you into the fun conversations that are happening there, 
rather than the show you're supposed to be performing out here in the real world. As Abaya leans over and tries to read Simone's screen, see, really, what's going on in the IRC? Is it tell so them, apparently no, they want Simone back. Don't <laughs> do it! But He's I mine. What? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he went there. What's your point? It's okay. <laughs> it doesn't sound okay. Oh, well, it'll be fine. I see. So you had that look on your face. I'm so going to make him pay for this. No. The beatings will commence once the microphones are turned off. Here, let me just turn off the soundboard for a moment here, and you can. Chris now will just look away and ignore <laughs> any sounds of impact that Aww, float across. Aww. I'm not that violent. Yes, she is. Well, we can work on that. That's a lie. That is a lie. <laughs> I'm feeling the love here. See, we got something here. This is what's known as on air chemistry. And the Iolite and I have worked very hard to. Uh, we have this little. And I, could, I could actually pass this on to another generation of radio producers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Abaya, this actually will help you in, in your relationships in general. It's, it's, it's the, the phrase. Um, you have to look her squarely in the eye, and I can't do this because it doesn't apply. But And repeat after me I love you. You're pretty. <laughs> okay, I got this. I got this. You got this. You can do it. I love you. You're pretty. <laughs> now that is not a guaranteed get out of screw up yeah. card for all situations. I mean, you can screw up to the degree where the all all the power contained within the "I love you, you're pretty" is nullified. But for most situations, that's a pretty good fallback position when you when there's nothing right to say, and no matter what you say next, you're going to be in trouble. Just look her dead in the eye and say, I love you, you're pretty. And just see what happens next. Because it can't be anything worse than what was going to happen next anyway when you get that deeply in the hole. So that's good for on-air moments. I like and I use it pretty regularly. And But just in, in life, just, just pass this nugget of knowledge on to you as teacher to student. You know, I love you, you're pretty. I love you, you're pretty, okay? I'll keep it in my back pocket. Okay, very good. <laughs> And she's just you, shaking her head. <laughs> you're forgetting the other half of that. That I'm sorry. The you're better than all your coworkers. You got to give them like the whole the whole speech of like ten different compliments. Oh to yeah, balance out. You know whatever random. Is thing this that, that chick at work? Did. Or is she crazy? Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you're better than all your coworkers. You know, your boss doesn't appreciate you enough. The, another face palm. What? Is, see, I have to teach you. This does not translate via <laughs> microphone. There is no camera here, Simone. There's, I don't know what to say. I, like it's. Uh. <sighs> <sighs> see, yeah, see, you have to you have to learn to, to vocalize your exasperation and disbelief at men. <laughs> see what I did there? See, I, I I got to do the face palm, so you got to to get that visual cue, but the the listeners got. So, what if I just just. See, that, uh, is that better? Is that your Bart's thing? It's, that's it's, it's a little brief. You know, <laughs> if you don't have a spit shield, you could have corrosion problems. Oh. If, I, if I take the spit shield off and, and see, then oh. then there's then there's a smell involved, and that's, oh. that's not cool. See, kids, that's what we're doing here. It's teaching. Yes. And for my next trick, what is that? What we're calling it? Is that that is what we're calling it this week? Yes, indeed. Oh my gosh! What you came here voluntarily. In fact, technically, you paid money for this. Or somebody did. <laughs> Thank God it's only a one-credit-hour class. And she's nodding. <laughs> yes. Vocalize, absolutely. vocalize. Absolutely. 
As you may have noticed, I'm going to harp on you a bit until I get some words out of you because the IRC wants to hear the sultry sound of your voice. Oh, yeah, baby. That's, that's not necessarily vocalizing. That's more sort of in the throat. <laughs> technically not words. Okay. Okay, then. <laughs> Those are technically letters. Um, we've moved out of mm, ah, and into O oh, and K. So How you, about that local sports franchise? Uh, no. <laughs> you have quite the unique perspective there. Bye. <laughs> How about that air? Uh, played any good video games lately? Uh, I guess. What I, you, what's the most recent thing you've played? Reach. Reach? Halo. Reach. Halo Reach. Actually. Oh, we, we went back and we rented ODST because we skipped over it. Ah. So, so you're Xbox fans, obviously. I am. I actually own the PS3 as well. Ah, very good, as you can see from my wall over yeah. here. Hey, fellow PS3, glad to be back on the PlayStation Network and got my free stuff from them. And yeah, that was nice. I hope actually. they get hacked again. So if they get, they get hacked, to get free stuff. Free premium stuff. Not that I give them any genuine information anyway. So hackers, take it away. <laughs> and I'm not paying for anything. So my credit card information is not in that network. So power, brother. We can arrange to get uh, Microsoft hacked so you can get something free on yours. Uh, I don't know if... Microsoft's that nice. <laughs> you think? Yeah. They they would just blame their users. Oh, yeah. yeah she's They'd be like, yo, it was one of our users that hacked it, so no one gets anything, and we're going to double charge double now. Yeah, yeah. So we can boost your protection. Yeah. Even though we're going to leave it the same. Sad <laughs> face. Sad face. So you said it out loud instead of just making the sad face. She's learning. She can be taught. I'm going to give you the... the Demonstration of dipping in briefly into the IRC, not literally looking directly at it. And Barry VA says, you're like a mime made for radio. <laughs> and that's why we keep Barry VA around. That's cool. I yeah. like that. I'll take that. Everyone should have their own <laughs> producer. And if you're going to do a show live and have an interactive point like the IRC, having someone like the incredible, the amazing, the... Barry Von Awesome, and I'm on the wrong drop-in page because I failed that hard. Barry White. Save my life. Number one, you need an official drop-in for them. Otherwise, they don't feel loved. And number two, it's awesome that they can condense things like that. And you only have to look at their little window and not look at the black hole that is, ooh, what the full, cool, fun thing is going on in the IRC. <laughs> and I must instead talk on the air. All right, so warm up your copies of Skype for next segment. And... Returning to the wrong page, apparently. Where did we leave off here? Ah, yes. You're doing gestures and American Sign Language? Well, well, Yo mama, what? Well, you can't, we can't say everything on air. That's oh, like, go ahead. It's I mean, like we'll, whisper, whisper, whisper. We'll, fix, we'll fix it in post. Oh, well, still, though. It's, it's not fair. <laughs> There's limits. <laughs> Dare I ask what you... No, I, I actually don't want to know. Okay, where were we? We were hitting, ah, uh, yes. Really? That's funny. I'm in the forums right now. Yeah. I just got a link out of there. I'll check it later. From Boston.com, people's memories becoming worse because of internet usage. The internet puts volumes of information within easy reach. And new research conducted at Harvard and Columbia universities suggests we're outsourcing our memory to Google as a result. In the study published, mm, looks like about five days ago, 
Researchers used a series of simple experiments to demonstrate that having access to a vast digital memory is altering how people retain information in their minds. When research subjects believed that statements they typed on a computer were saved, they were more likely to forget the phrases than those who believed the material was deleted. When the participants typed a series of quirky and engaging facts, that an ostrich eye is bigger than its brain, for an example, they tended to forget the facts and instead remembered the mundane names of the folders they'd saved the facts in. Our memories are changing, says Daniel Wegner, a psychology professor at Harvard and the senior author of the study. So we remember fewer facts and we remember more sources. Which website you saw it on or whose email to look in to find that, it's like having information at our fingertips makes us always go to our fingertips. Which is interesting and makes an awful lot of sense when you actually stop to think about it. Because now we're living in an age where reflexively you just Google it. If you don't know, what's your first stop? Google. Because it'll find that if, it's, if it has been published anywhere... And that's one of the interesting lines from Torchwood is so a super piece of malware was run that removed all references to the word Torchwood from the entirety of the internet. <laughs> yeah. And the response was, nothing gets no hits. Everything you'll find at least some mention of on the internet. So was, they were taking it as, this is clearly a, an intentional action removing information because we can't find anything. And right. nothing finds nothing. There's a reference to something out there. So the fact that we know that we can just Google it, we can go out and find the information, instead of remembering the information, we're remembering where to look, which is interesting and makes a lot of sense. And having lived through the transition into the information age where my early schooling was all very traditional, you know, computers were not networked to each other, or were networked in a very primitive way. I ran a bulletin board system where one person at a time could be connected to my board. Ooh, that was some rapid exchange of information, <laughs> but it's where we started. To now the internet, where you have the always-on connectivity and ever-increasing stores of ever more easily searched and codified data available to everyone everywhere, it's actually changing the way our brains work, at least when it comes to the retention and storage of knowledge. So interesting that our technology is changing us. Nothing scary or freaky about that. <laughs> Discuss. Well, I actually, I kind of like uh, the idea of just using Google constantly. Mm. I mean, it, it's the thing is, is that the, what they were asking was random questions that people did not care about. Factoids. Exactly. And the thing is, why do you need to know all the information? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa but I love factoids. I love game shows. You love trivia games. I do. <laughs> I do. Like, I, I, learning stuff like that is nice to know. You and never what know else is that information useful for? Uh, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, if you're going someplace and you're having a conversation and you mm -hmm. want to seem interesting well, yeah. yeah i wouldn't well not seem interesting because if you know the information you are interesting exactly <laughs> you don't have to pretend anymore yeah. <laughs> yes but the thing is is that google is always in my pocket well, it's always in my that's phone that's the problem people always... are running to convenience all the time instead yeah. of remembering what they need to know yeah we're really wrapped around at this stage of the game we're so wrapped around convenience that it's actually hindering us like what happens when i don't know something like everything hits the fan and 
Oh no, what I can't when get the Google. Dies and if you your know phone, nothing. yeah, if your phone <laughs> is messed up and you need to know a phone number, but you're so used to putting it in your phone book, and then you really, it's an emergency call, and oh no, I don't know the number. Well, then you're kind of screwed. You know, it's not good. I am in a unique position as an IT professional to be witness to these moments because I'm in there when there's the outage and the the withdrawal that people go through when I can, my, my phone is not syncing with Exchange anymore. Well, is there anything you actually need to do right now? No, but I, I but my phone's not syncing with Exchange. So what do you need it to do for you? Well, nothing right now. But just the fact the knowledge that they're momentarily connected, disconnected yeah. freaks people out. Well, well again, it's, it's it's the convenience. If I need to figure something out right now, I'm going to go to Google. I'm going to figure it out if I'm sick. Okay, I'll go on Google and I'll figure out, I'll diagnose what's wrong with me. But if I don't do that, now I have to go through the long and winded process of, oh, i got to go to the doctor or, oh, now I have to read a book. <gasps> well, there's the flip side of that from the doctor's perspective where you come <laughs> in and say, hi, I've diagnosed myself because of something I read on the internet. I said, well, I only went to medical school for eight years. So what the hell do I know? <laughs> you read an article on the internet. So you get both sides of that equation. Okay. But at the same time, there's a definite upside to having access to that information because you may, something you would have just blown off as unimportant, you may now know, hey, that's an important symptom I should be paying attention to, mm -hmm. and now I should go consult a professional. Mm -hmm. So it's a mixed bag. You have people who will go too far with it, who will self-diagnose, who are, you know, there have always been hypochondriacs, people who are convinced that they're dying of rare, extreme diseases and... Occasionally, one of them actually is. Mm -hmm. but unfortunately, the doctors get floods of people because they've opened the floodgates of all this information. And humans love patterns. And we like to look for patterns whether they're actually there or not. Mm -hmm. So they say, oh, I have this twinge in my shoulder. Therefore, I have pancreatic cancer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and your brain can actually find a way to connect the dots between twinge in shoulder and pancreatic cancer because of stuff you read on the internet. Especially w, uh, WebMD. Oh, God. Have yes. you ever typed in, I have random things, and you start clicking You're going on, to die. You start <laughs> clicking on things, and I swear they always put the worst case scenario. Yes, so like, that's all right, the first thing Here's 20 different up. types of cancer that you could possibly have, or it could be a cold. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be a cold or, you Where's know. Where's your brain going to go, though? Oh, exactly. you have cancer. You, you have a red bump on your arm. Cancer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's cancer. In fact, let me, just, let me give a blanket diagnosis to anyone listening. Cancer. cancer. <laughs> yep. And the diagnosis is tomorrow you will die. The, another in, uh, wrinkle on that is, God, my brain is already, see, we were talking about their memory is going to hell. I yep. can't remember where my brain was going with this. Just mere moments ago. Maybe you should check Google. Should have it there. <laughs> Google. What was I talking what about? What am next? I thinking? Yeah. What was I going to say next? Yes. That that's coming out next year, right? <laughs> From Google, implants, and they just implant just, it straight into just, you. Just put a chip in your head. You yep. Just know it all. I don't want right. that. <laughs> <laughs> really? I will sign up for the baby. You That'll already be like that. have it. That'll be like that episode of Futurama. Where like, what was it? The iPhone? Where they put it in yes. the back yes. of your eye? One of the best of the new episodes of yes. Futurama. Yes. Let me install the earpiece. Yeah. Oh. I, yes. I loved that episode. Is, is it, it lampooned everything lampoonable about Apple Computer. Yes. Oh. Absolutely. And yeah. did it really well. Yep. Are there any left? Are there any left? Uh, just let me check. Reaches behind the curtain to the massive <laughs> pile of iPhones. There are no choices. Just take my money. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, and now, Apple. 
Oh, hey, more power to them. They make great gadgets. They stopped being a computer company. They're now a really, really awesome gadget company. Mm-hmm. And I... As long as they keep innovating and keeping not completely shutting down the hacking community, um, which they kind of often tacitly say, yeah, you guys do whatever you need to do, whatever. Um, yeah, I've, I've railed against the walled garden before, but I've uh, at the same time seen the good that can come out of the tight control over what apps are available on their platform because it means the apps are generally good, reliable, not malware, and perform pretty well. And there's been very little that I've reached for on my one iOS device, which is the iPad, where there hasn't been something to fill the need. And I have jailbroken it just to teach myself how to jailbreak, which is ridiculously easy it anyway. Is. Oh, it really is. It's just jailbreakme.com. Yeah. Um, you visit a website and it'll jailbreak the phone for you and install Cydia. Great. I did it just... So I knew how to do it, but I didn't actually need to jailbreak it because mm-hmm. everything I wanted it to do was available through the legitimate regular app store. So it's not underserving me, so I guess I got to admit the system works. Yeah, it works, but I guess it falls down to preference because I've never mm-hmm. been of a Apple person myself. Like I prefer Android over Apple anyway. Mm-hmm. I love my Nexus One. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I use an Android phone and... At the time I was getting into tablets, there were no, no good competitors. Yeah. I mean, I railed on this show for months, <laughs> beat the, the horse to death with lamenting the fact that there were no decent. Only now, really, are we finally seeing some good competitors, and they're yep. really, Apple's still leading them. Yeah. I mean, the iPad 2 still outdistances its closest competitor, or the Androids are equivalent. There's no advantage to them, they're not cheaper. They don't do more, really. Mm-hmm. The uh, Android marketplace is having increasingly severe problems with malware. Um, so it's, you know, the, the badge still goes to Apple for the moment. Yeah. I'm glad to see people chasing them. I'm glad to see the preponderance of really well put together uh, honeycomb tablets. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But they came too late for me. I was already yeah. on the Apple bandwagon at that point. So. I want a tablet. I'm just kind of waiting it out. I need more to come out. I need it to be. What do, what do they not do that you want them to do? Oh, well, I'm a college student, so okay. the, the price, I'm not ready for that. All right. And, and I do like Android. So it's not capabilities. It's they're still out of the stratosphere as far as price is concerned for you. Yeah, but I mean, I do want an Android tablet because I mean, I've messed with the iPads in the mm-hmm. library, and they're cool, but they just feel so restrictive. I'm, I'm sorry. They if, feel kind they of feel yeah. Like mm-hmm. I can't. If you don't I'm not jailbreak free. it, yeah. Like, if you don't jailbreak it, I mean, basically, there's there's the old saying that go in the maker community that is, if you can't break it, you don't own it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't permit me to screw this thing up, then I don't truly own it. Yeah. Um, so I promptly went out and jailbroke mine, so I can break it if I want to. Mm-hmm. I haven't found anything compelling on there that I want to install, other than I immediately did install some skins just to make the look and feel a little different. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I've actually done with the jailbreaking of my iPad is just change. The background, change the icons. That's really the only thing I've done, but I didn't even have that ability with the built-in OS. So you will conform. It will look this way. This is how the Apple looks. Don't you like it? (laughs) One of us. One of us. (laughs) All right. We are up against our final break, which I, once again, am unprepared for. See how professionally I roll. (laughs) What? Give me a hard time. I will find a little pollen storm action here in honor of Wootstock 
which is this week, on Thursday the 21st. Iolite and myself will be attending the Wootstock concert in San Diego. We are set up to do a full recording of the entire presentation. They have given us permission to link directly into the main mixing desk there. So we should get a very high-quality recording for you guys. Uh, we are not set up to live stream it, uh, so you will not be a live performance of this one. But uh, we will get the the raw big download and also cut it into segments by artist for you guys for smaller downloads just as quickly as we can uh, after. So look for it Friday during the day on the front page of vtwproductions.com. We'll put an announcement up there. When you may begin downloading the glory and the joy that is Wootstock. If you don't know what Wootstock is, you can go to wootstock.net. That's W-0-0-T-S-T-O-C-K.net. Or you can just go to the front page of vtwproductions.com where we have a big announcement called Wootstock with all the links you'll possibly need to learn about the nerd variety show of Doom that is Wootstock. Got a little, and Paul and the Storm is coming up next with the Captain's Wife's Lament live performance in honor of the fact that they are one of the uh, people that got together, one of the teams of people that got together to create Wootstock in the first place. So coming up now we have the Captain's Wife's Lament live edition uh, classic from Paul and Storm. You're listening to Casually Hardcore live on Verse of the World Radio. We'll be back right after this. But enough of this yakking because it is now time for a song about pirates! I think they be ready for this one. Indeed. <laughs> the scurvy crew. Uh oh. The perilous lighting. <laughs> It's red skies at night, sailor's delight. Orange sky behind us. Something needs to remind us. us. (laughs) (laughs) We're right here. You can find us. (laughs) With the panties, they shall bind us. One panty to rule them all. Oh, man, do I love a geek crowd. Um, Okay. You are going to be our swarthy pirate crew, and when we cue you, and only when we cue you... That that was not a cue. It was a waggle. When we cue you, let forth with a full-throated piratical R. Practice it now! R! Hit me two times! R! R! Hit us five times! Couple of you going off the gangplank a little early there. That would be the public school students rounding up to four. There's some very oblong circles out here in Minneapolis, I guess. Oblong circles is our Oingo Boingo cover band. <laughs> All right, one more time, practice. Excellent. It has been our pleasure performing for you this evening. This last song is called The Captain's Wife's Lament. We are beginning it at 8.26 p.m. Those of you who have not seen us, I mention that because you will be wondering why we are still singing it at 9.17 p.m. (laughs) And those of you who have seen us know that I am not kidding. (laughs) The ship sailed into harbor after 15 months at sea. The captain hit the tavern with his crew of 53. That be ye. 
What's that spell? <laughs> Everyone passes the pirate's SAT. Tis no pirate left behind. <laughs> It's gonna be one of these crowds tonight then, huh? <laughs> took, us, took us 48 minutes to figure you out, but now we got you clocked. <sighs> more time. Arr! I'm just marking time because I forgot where we were. Ah, yes, crew of 53. <laughs> After drinking up their pay, they staggered through the town. But, but all the inns and public houses turned the sailors down. Dejected are. Aw, sympathetic pirates. <laughs> Give us a pity R. <laughs> Give us a surprised R. Give us a suave Billy D. Williams sexy R. Yeah, you're some sexy pirates. You truly belong with us here among the clouds. Give us a confused R. Give us a Scooby-Doo R. Same thing with a little extra gravy on top. <laughs> uh, for you Top Chef fans out there, apparently confusion plus gravy equals Scooby-Doo. Eight twenty-eight, four lines in. I believe uh, we dejected left it dejected R. R. Speaking of No, not yet. I'm going to let him wait. Because we've got a good 12, 24, 80 more minutes of this song. <laughs> Closer to 80, judging by this bunch. Dejected R. The captain said, Fear not me, lads. You all can come with me. I live just around the corner. And you all can stay for free. Hopeful R. R. What kind of socks you like best? R. Where can you find on the radio dial Garrison Keeler? And what's your favorite character what he plays? Yeah! I believe our friend is one of Chunky. House lights, where was he? Oh, that's good. Shine a light in our... There we go. That's called pandering to the regional crowd. <laughs> Who's your favorite droid? From your favorite movie? Star Wars. <laughs> what be what be your favorite chemical element? What's your favorite crime? Wait, who said our ape? Tis not cool. Nay means nay.
Uh, oh, you know, since the momentum has yet again ground to a screeching halt, now's as good a time as ever to mention the official Paul and Storm Dejected R t-shirt for sale. Complete with a treasure map on the back that leads to the end of this song. But we left oh so long ago at Hopeful R. But when the captain's wife awoke upon the break of day, they say that you could hear her wailing clear to Bodney Bay. Did we ask for a Shatner R? But thank you for enabling us, sir. That would, of course, be a Shatnar. <laughs> Who be your favorite bald captain of the Enterprise? <laughs> okay, we're going to do one more. Then we'll finish. Shh. <laughs> Steer the ship into Riddlin Bay. We're going to do one more. We're going to finish the song. Then we'll be done, and you all can go pee. After you get up, yeah, and not immediately. Go back there. That's not Guthrie's, an order. Guthrie's too nice. It's just for a suggestion. That. Yeah. <laughs> Pirates have no manners. <laughs> All right. Seriously, shut the hell up. Be very quiet. One final R. She said there's semen all around the bed, semen on the floor, semen in the bathroom and behind the closet door. There's semen in the fireplace and semen in the hall. The living room is carpeted with semen wall to wall. There's semen in the entryway and semen on the stairs. And worst of all, there's even semen in the underwear. There's some behind the larder and beneath the table too. I do believe your semen got to do me Irish too. There's semen here in front of me and semen in the rear. My God, there's even semen hanging from the chandelier. There's semen on the windowsill, semen in the yard. The semen even left a stain upon the St. Bernard. Although I am a patient, wiped is more than I can bear. To wake up in the morning with your semen in my hair. Disgusted are from the ladies. Few excited hours. <laughs> few manly sounding ladies yeah. <laughs> I ne'er again do wish to see thee darken up my door so clean up all your semen and come round my way no more so clean up all your semen and come round my way no more clean up all your semen and come round my way no more Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. And yes, I am hoping beyond hope that they perform the Captain's Wife's Lament live at this Thursday's Wootstock, because <laughs> that'll just make my month right there. <laughs> I have participated in one once before at Penny Arcade Expo last year at PAX Prime. They were performing, and they did, of course, the Captain's Wife's Lament. And in a big nerd room like that, just a little bit of audience participation happened. Just a smidge when 
all 2,500 of us know every word and every response. It's like, oh, this is so much fun. We should do this every week. All right, you out there in the land of the intertubes, warm up your copies of Skype, and it is the call-in segment, listener participation time, where we make you be entertaining instead of us. And thanks to the minute or so delay between when I say that and when you hear it and actually call in, we have some time to fill. And we were talking about how Simone is such a delicate desert flower. <laughs> so much so that I need to turn up the volume on her mic. Uh. And she's forgetting <laughs> how to make words again. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, say I'm something. Not, I'm not a flower. Yeah. <laughs> I am a sororo. There you go. Sororo, hey. Oh, yeah. Sororos live hundreds of years and they're extremely durable and they cost tens of thousands of dollars so what you're saying is your high rent no <laughs> i will say though that i am like an old lady so that's good enough <laughs> Alrighty, we have a call coming in for the audience participation segment of our program and there's actually the call our it being skype one never can tell hello you're on casually hardcore who's calling um. Anybody um, there? Um. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Good. Apparently, we'll, we're apparently he on. cannot hear us, so I'm going to hang up on. I him. I can hear you. Okay, I can hear I'm you. I'm just trying to talk. Okay, I can hear you now. Talking. Can you hear me? Yes. Who am I talking to? That would be Sean Caster. Sean Caster, how the heck are you? A long time. Yes. And what do you have to say to the listening audience today? What topic have you chosen to speak upon? I would be picking Harry Potter. Honestly, I think that it's kind of sad that we are kind of... Bleh, I'm, you know what? You can do it! Shut up. I had to, <laughs> shut, I had to, shut, I had to shut down the stream because I was hearing myself talk. That was ah, kind of creepy. That will mess with your head. Whole time dilation phenomenon yeah. thing. So... Harry Potter, you're a little bit sad that dot dot dot. Well, it's kind of sad that it's ending. I mean, I've I've grown up with it, and I mean, I've seen all the movies, I've read all the books, I got the book when it first, seventh book when it came out, uh, so I've known what happened the entire time, and it's kind Spoiler of fun. Alert, the good guys win. Yeah, I know, really, and kind of at the end, I can compare the movies to the books, and it's really fun just picking everything apart. Yeah, people seem to take a lot of joy in dissecting why the book is better. Well, you can take a hell of a lot more time telling the story in the book. And occasionally, I mean, things like Lord of the Rings, they made these massive, expansive director's cuts. And even that didn't even scratch the surface of the source material. It was just even more heaped in there. And depending on the movie, some of the director's cuts were better, the special editions were better, arguably some weren't as tight and as good as the theatrical version. But, I mean, in the end, for the, not the movie series as a whole, but just specifically this last pair of movies, part one and part two of Deathly Hallows, were you entertained and were you satisfied? I was definitely entertained. I have not seen the second part yet. I'm probably going to be going sometime this week after I get out of the hell that is, sadly... Summer school, failing one class by two points. Dun, dun, dun. You can fix yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the lucky part is that the old grade is erased at the end of the summer. So That is the beauty of summer school. Mm -hmm. And we are, we are right behind you, hiding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I've seen the, still the first part. I would have to say that it's yeah, the first part was great. From what I've heard about the second, that should be really good, too. 
Everything, I mean, I saw it opening day, which is a rarity for me, and I came away quite satisfied. Of Yes, I did too. It was very satisfying. A tour of everything fun. They had lots and lots of references and nods to all the previous films. Just little things where they were very clearly reminding you everything that was fun that has gone before and wrapping it up neatly and it being the story that it is. It's a happy ending with a price and they don't pull any punches on everyone who winds up lined up dead on the floor at the end. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's, uh, it's not the book. Um, but I, I was satisfied with both part one and part two. Um, so thank you for calling in and I'm going to try not to break Skype as I summarily hang up on you and we will catch you next time. All right. The Skype is available and open for other call-ins. VTW Shows is the account, or you can visit the front page of vtwproductions.com and look in the lower right-hand corner for our Skype icon. And if you have Skype installed on whatever platform you're viewing from, you can click on that, and it will automatically call in to the show. Now, Simone and Abaya, you were planning on going and seeing it later today or later in the week? Actually, I was planning on going to see it tomorrow after your class, actually, around that time. (laughs) But as you know, you're attending that class right now. Actually, you have a choice. You can either... Oh, so have we this, don't have, have this, to come to class tomorrow. Your choice. Um, we'll talk about this more after we're off the air. Yes. Anyway, we have another call coming in, and we will take it now. Thank you for calling Casually Hardcore. You're on the air. Who's calling? Hey there, it's Aid here. Aid, how have you been? I'm very good. Know yourself? I'm still kicking. We just needed to bring in some more accent to this show. You've definitely upped the accent quotient. <laughs> What topic? I'll, you, I'll, I'll aim to please. You do, and you do it so. Well. I have that in the face. When when you're when you're not trying to teach us how to speak properly. <laughs> yes. So, what topic have you chosen to call in on? Oh, I was going to pick on pick on Harry Potter as well. I thought. Oh, go for it. Sorry, Barry. Yes, I'm speaking on my hands-free kit, so deal with it. <laughs> is Barry giving you grief for your sound quality? He is. Down there. Uh, no, what I Bad can I can I can I potigate things? Um, just as like Pottergate's a tiny difference. How many, how many years ago did the book come out? I think we're past the point where anyone could legitimately call us spoiling anything. So oh. go to town. There are no story points you can reveal that are a surprise to anyone. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that in the book, the duel between Harry and uh, Voldemort is in the... The main hall and things like that with all the students around them. The, my memory from the book is it was a lot of simultaneous fighting going on in the Great Hall with, a, with a, just a grand melee of everyone around yeah. everyone. So it was, it was that, just one fight amongst many, and they did definitely That was mine that. as well. They definitely altered that yeah. from the film. Yeah, and I don't understand why they did that, because I had such a lovely visual image of everybody, as you say, in the grand melee... Mm-hmm. And then just stopping to see this duel between Harry and Voldemort and how it went down. Yeah. And, and they, they just... They definitely they, I don't know that. why they did that. I don't know why they... I mean, they had a very full plate when it came to adapting the battle for Hogwarts. I mean, because what she wrote yeah. was of massive scale. And <laughs> it seems like the decision that they took was to 
stay with Harry. And they just follow mm. his through line. If you notice, you know, in the movie, they just stay with Harry and occasionally oh, yeah. cut away to Ron and Hermione. But it's just it's staying with the original three, and you only see the other things happening as they pass by the main characters that they've decided to focus uh, on. So they never cut away for any significant amount of action to anyone but our favorite main characters. And I'm not sure if I feel like that was the best decision. Um, I didn't have a problem with that. I mean, I liked the, as you say, you saw them cutting past and you saw, oh, was it Lavender that was Ron's girlfriend lying dead on the floor? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, things like that. And I quite liked that because obviously you can't describe everybody's story in 30 seconds. Right, which they, you know, they have the luxury of doing it in much greater detail in the book, and we got yeah. that in the book. And how long would that battle sequence have been if we had stopped for every individual <laughs> yeah. conflict? Yeah. Part three. Exactly. <laughs> I understand why they did it. I just, I, I was left, I, I wanted to see it all. I, I, I'm a typical consumer. I want it all. I want it now. I want it free. Yes. So I don't think they would have. Had, I don't think they had any hope of ever satisfying anyone who has read the book. I think anyone who has only ever loved the movie series and has never bothered with the books is going to be completely satisfied with this because they don't know what they're missing. Hi. One thing I'd like to ask is, what was your take on Nineteen Years Later? Uh, it was pretty much exactly as I imagined it from the book. I laughed so hard. I was in oh, a very late showing on the opening night in, in Amsterdam. And the audience was laughing on the floor just with because, all the just actors because, just because of the aged up to their forties. Yeah, they they tried to. Yeah, uh, their, their way of aging the women was to give them lots of. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, that was not was the best so job of aging. I mean, poor Ginny. Yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, well, um, what are you going to do with people who are so youthful? Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I was she's, actually yeah, expecting uh, them to have cast adult actors. That would have, that might have made sense. That would have caused a riot, probably. But I was ex- kind of expecting to because how do you make Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson and Rupert? Uh, you, yeah, well, you obviously old. can't. You can't. I mean, they didn't look yeah, that much older no. than their children. No, but then again, in if they can make oh, who was it in Avatar that they totally and utterly de-aged? Was it Avatar that they de-aged somebody on a computer? No, it was Tron. Tron like Was it Tron, was it? It was Jeff Bridges. Yeah, they, brought him, they brought him way down. It was, it was almost... They, they still had the Uncanny Valley there. It still looked rubbery. Mm. But it was, it was yeah. better than anything I've ever seen before. Was, aye. So I'm just wondering if they could have done that or even used the Avatar technology to age them up somehow. That might have been better than going pure makeup. Yeah. There's, there's only so much... You know, it, was, it was good enough for the little coda to the movie that it was, but it definitely yeah. was. It was a reach. It was a giggle. It was a giggle. Well, it was probably because we've seen we've been seeing these people since they were ten years old, mm. and you can bust uh, out I, a DVD of. Uh, I, in preparation for this, I did exactly that. So it was fresh in your mind of of a ten yes. or eleven year old. How young he looks! Oh my yes. god! How young they all look! Yeah, well, how young they all were, mm-hmm. not look. Oh yeah, were yeah. these were child actors who have grown up on the screen in front of all of us. So your brain is going to go to the place, but but you just saw them yesterday, and they were 11. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and you're I never mean, going to be convinced that they are 30 years old and have children. No, we've heard what's happened to Emma Watson in university. Uh, the fact that she had to leave because of... Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, because people are... Evil. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that's, I don't exactly like it, but I do feel sorry for her there. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, 
for why should she be paying a price for all of our enjoyment and entertainment? That just seems mm-hmm. wrong. Because uh, mm-hmm. you, you've, you've brought a lot of joy and a lot of entertainment, and yes, you got a large paycheck for it, but that doesn't mean we should be taking away your life. Mm-hmm. Did, did they? I mean, has that ever been disclosed? As far as... As far do we know how much these kids got? Oh, I, mean, I mean, if the, movie, if the one, cinemas one was assume, evil... One would assume that they have... Uh, Done quite well after after the first. Oh, I'm sure they're not exactly well. complaining. But, yeah, no, you know, no, they, I, I they was, was watching they an, an interview with over. with Daniel Radcliffe, where he you know basically indicated that you know, I'm set. Um, you know, okay, I, I, okay. I'm doing. I did quite well off of it, and I can't complain. And on top yeah. of that, it was an amazingly positive experience. So I, oh, I can't bitch. Yep, indeed. Right, well, shall I make way for the next caller? I believe we shall make way. Thank you for calling. And we will Take care, guys, and hello, students. <laughs> hey. Hey, they can hey. speak. When addressed, yeah. awesome. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. See ya. All right, the line is now open. If you wish to call in via Skype, VTW Shows is the account. Or again, front page of VTWProductions.com and hit the Skype icon and join us on the air. So far, a very Potter-centric uh, set of callers, but it is a rather... I'd say a rather major occurrence in the... Uh, Especially since it just released. Yeah, it's just this past Friday, so... I don't think it people is... want to sell themselves. <laughs> well, hunted. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say people don't want to sell themselves. I think plenty of people do. I don't think people want to be hunted. I guess not to be hunted. Be hunted. Yeah. yeah this is true. That's really degrading. <laughs> hey, but what's the price? I mean, the, there's the old joke that's been told many times from uh, Mark Twain. Oh, hang on, we got the call coming in. Don't want to lose this one. And working the old Skype... Hello, you're on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? This is Agrius SW. Agrius SW, how are you? Doing quite well. How are you, casuals? We are still kicking. Well, a casual and some casual students here. <laughs> ah, okay, yes. So what have you decided to call Even more casual. In? Yeah, so the, well, they, I mean, they, they work very hard. They're not casual at all. They, they, they okay. occasionally show up for stuff we're supposed to meet for, and all once in a while are actually on time. And yeah, okay. They're certainly doing better than my normal co-hosts this week. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're actually here. At least you're here. But I digress. Yeah. What would you like to speak about this week? Well, you know, everybody's been talking about Harry Potter, so uh, I'm going to go with Harry Potter. Hey! <laughs> Does just what it says on the tin. So what is your, your opinion about this conclusion to the at least the movie portion of the, the epic saga? Uh, I, both me and my girlfriend were very satisfied with it. Uh, neither of us have read the books, so we don't really know what the hell we're missing out on. Well, we have an idea that there's tons of it, because, well, hmm, two-hour movie or, uh, like, triple-digit paged book. Uh, I think paged book probably has more in it. That's a lot of words. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, hmm. But, you know, neither of us have read the books, so we have the idea, and... Uh, honestly, I could say that it, it was it was a great movie. the The whole ride, all the way through, all seven movies or eight, um, was great. Especially, uh, I couldn't help but sitting in the theater and you know, as we're watching certain scenes, I'm like, oh yeah, I couldn't help but remembering Octave's whole. Oh, this person dies. This person dies. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, like yes. oh, the whole Pottergate issue. Yep, Pottergate. <laughs> oh, good time. Yeah, but, I don't. I just. I don't think it's realistic to you know, try and remain pure if you're gonna if you're gonna look at media outlets after something has released. Mm-hmm. You don't have a realistic expectation of not getting spoiled. Sorry. Oh, of course not. 
So yeah, but yeah, uh, one like, of our one of our sister shows on the network uh, around the time that the Deathly Hallows book released uh, kind of let slip more or less deliberately in people's faces that. Lupin dies, and Tonks dies, and Fred Weasley dies, and they had the whole, and Hedwig the, Hedwig the Owl dies, and Mad-Eye Moody dies, and <laughs> yeah, they had just a little bit too much fun with that. And yeah, that was good times. J.K. Rowling had um, a lot of time off again. Uh, so. Especially the uh, the final scene, too, where uh, you know the, the 19 years or 20 years later, uh, both my girlfriend and I got a good kick out of that one. Mm-hmm. We thought that was actually quite nice. By the way, one thing for people who have not seen the movie yet, what is nineteen years later? Is that at the end of the movie? Apparently, have, yeah. Oh, have you not you read, read, read the books? No. What oh, do that, I look like a reader to you? I don't think they, so. I have, have too many video games to play. There are audio books. <laughs> oh, yeah, they show the aftermath of like what happens after the whole big plot. So plot. They, they take yeah. the, the remaining characters okay, ahead. So 19. Apparently, I should stay for after the credits. No, it's yeah. not after the credits. It's, it's, it's before the credits. It's the end of the movie. It's a whole. The, the dust settles on the battle and then it fades to black and then 19 nice. years later. Nice. Okay, continue. Older, Sorry, continue. You can see, oh, here's, here's why we save the world. It's like, hey, we, we survived, we have families, and now we're sending out our next generation of children off to Hogwarts. Yep. Heartwarming, yay, oh, wah, aw, they got married, they had little kids, and <laughs> barely look The ones that are left, apparently. Huh? Yes, the yeah. remain. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend and I would have liked to see uh, like Neville Longbottom and uh, Luna and some of the other kids. Like, yeah. oh, what do, what do they look like? Grown up or whatever? It's like, oh, do you, hmm. do you really want to see a Neville Longbottom Luna Lovegood crossbreed? I mean, really? <laughs> yes, actually, my girlfriend and I were making were making jokes of that. Like, oh my god, that is so funny. I mean, Luna went way below her station when she hooked up with that guy. But I'm saying, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Dental hygiene. Oh. Dental hygiene is all I have to say. I know you're British and all, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> sure you, know you think wizards would just have some kind of spell with the wand and the teeth and the nope. Yep. No, they're still British. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Magic can't fix everything. Mm, apparently not. Um, nope, only American wizards have that one. <laughs> <laughs> I horrendous overbite, yes. Oh, there you go. All right, thank you, you Agrius. Right, calling uh, in. Thanks for having our final caller this week. Shout out to uh, Ambrosia Hartnett. Oh, what a surprise! <laughs> You're not predictable <laughs> at all. Uh, I thought you. so. And you are getting the boot. Take care. All right. Have a good evening. Yeah, he's kind of a regular, and he always gets a shout out to his lady. Yeah, that's how. That's again how he rolls. Speaking of rolling, we are the hell going to roll out of here because. Well, it's time. And so thank you for joining us for this extremely odd and non-standard episode of Casually Hardcore, <laughs> live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Our RSS feeds are created and maintained by RSS Feed Creator from JitBit Software. Check them out on the web at www.jitbit.com. They have all manner of small widget software for all manner of applications, and we like the RSS Feed Creator because, well, you get to download our, our podcast because of it. So RSS Feed Creator from jitbit.com. Please take a moment to visit the Casually Hardcore page on vtwproductions.com and take the audience survey. you also find some new stuff on the general website. We now have a basic fledgling YouTube channel going, and the link is on the front page on the right-hand side. We are taking submissions from all of you. So Majif has already got some videos up there. If you have videos you want to bring to our attention that you'd like to share with the VTW community, Send them to me, gnomewise, at vtwproductions.com. That's G-N-O-M-E-W-I-S-E at vtwproductions.com. Later this week, 
watch the front page for the publication of the free downloads from this week's episode, I say episode, performance of Wootstock from San Diego, California. We will get them posted as quickly after the show as we can. Probably not Thursday night, because I'm hoping we'll be having somewhere fun to go after the show. But Friday morning, watch the front page. And if you follow us on Twitter, and you should, so you can get all of these announcements in an automated fashion, we will send out tweets and announcements through all the regular channels, such as Facebook and Twitter. Speaking of Facebook, those of you who follow the Alpha Geek Radio Casually Hardcore page... Find the link in there, or just find me as a general search. I finally created an online identity for GnomeWise, and I actually have a Facebook identity for GnomeWise as GnomeWise. And I'm a hell of a lot more likely to use Facebook in that mode because I'm not a big fan of sharing my real, genuine personal information. So if you want to like me on Facebook, you can do it now. Just do a search for GnomeWise, and you will find my page. I look forward to your likes, and I will try and be as entertaining and informative as possible. Yeah, because that's exactly why you all tune in. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, uh, go ahead. One more thing would be that uh, we both have a podcast. I have my ah. podcast, The Laughing Robots, on radio.uat.edu. Very good. And then we have our other two here who have Real Talk, which is about a general news discussion, whereas mine is about uh, robotics news and a little bit of general ranting and raving yeah, on uh, video games and such. Ours is pretty much ranting and raving, oh, too. Nice. Well, so if you liked us today, <laughs> oh, yeah. then please go to radio.uat.edu.com. And Not no.com. Oh, no.com. Sorry. Dot .edu. Radio.uat.edu. <laughs> That's called a top-level domain. Yes. We teach that at the school. <laughs> exactly. But I am I am so proud of you and you doing your shameless, shameless <laughs> plug and self promotion up high. All right. Shameless plug <laughs> Yes. Laughing Robots and Real Talk available at radio.uat.edu. They are in the formative stages of their shows, so please do download them and send them feedback and suggestions as to how they can improve their radio presentation because everyone's gotta start somewhere and God help them, but they're starting here. So <laughs> If we grow them up as big podcasters, they might show up someday on another network you may have heard something about, like vtwproductions.com. You never know. It's a small world. Thank you for joining. This was... Yeah, see how professionally, and I will fix it in post, I was just there. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I have been Gnomewise. I am Simone. Sabaya. And Chris. And we are... Out of here.